0: How many times do you have to say mommy? mommy, Hi, you silly. I've heard mommy in all different.
1: Mommy,
0: mommy, mommy. Does anyone else have a kid? Mommy, mommy, mommy. That doesn't let you finish a sentence without saying mommy? mommy, mommy. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. I'm your host, Jamie Otis. And Doug Hainer. Is my lovely husband slash co-host.
1: My announcer voice was just on
0: yeah he's really good at throwing up his announcer voice. If you listen to us last episode, then you know that you know we we're like kind of well, we're trying to unmask Doug because he does have a mask. he like I like walk around and oh my God, like I let it all hang out, and Doug is the complete opposite, right?
1: That's right, yeah, I sort of act a certain way as to avoid conflict a lot of times and just be fun and yeah,
0: but it's okay to you know, I don't know, let your guard down and just be yourself. And I feel like, I feel like it's gotta be stressful. Oh my God. It's gotta be exhausting to have a mask on all the time.
1: It's weird when you say be yourself. Cause I feel like I am acting myself. I just don't get deep. Like I'm always myself. Like I don't go out of myself to act a certain way or be somebody. It's just, there are situations where I avoid conflict and I just don't open up when maybe I could. It's unfamiliar to me.
0: Yeah. So our son is screaming. I don't know if you hear, Uh, but I'm going to right through the door. Yeah, I'm about to pause this and make sure he's okay. He's fine. He just hears us. He's Mm -hmm. with uh, my niece actually
1: is watching him. Yes. So and you know that we are always open about when we record and how we record these podcasts. So we are making do with what we have in a hotel room and the hotel room has a door which closes off the bedroom. And we asked Jamie's niece to watch the kids while we do the recording. And they can hear us through the door.
0: Yeah, so we're trying to kind of quote unquote batch work Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this but like for mental health it's really important to I mean I have a lot of different jobs myself and Doug as well helps me with a lot of different things Like, so we record Married at First Sight Couples Cam I record Married at First Sight Unfiltered then of course we love hosting the podcast I also filter through so many different emails of like brands who want to work with me to
1: like have an ad on Instagram and trying to keep up with the Instagram messages and comments and
0: yeah like I enjoy keeping Up with it, but it is time consuming, but I really enjoy it. Like, that's what. Fuels me to like keep going is like having a genuine connection with my girlfriends, like whether it's here on the podcast or if it's on Instagram. You know, I feel like I have a more of a back and forth kind of relationship on Instagram, which is why we brought in these questions where you guys send in your questions, your audio recorded questions, because we never point, get to hear from you guys. Yeah. And the whole point of the podcast is that we become closer and I don't know, just like on a deeper level with you guys who are listening. And so we're excited to have the questions come in like that. But So like the other things that I have to do, I have a digital course and I have a membership that I really, really enjoy. The the first one's called Become Body Positive. I really want to create another one on trying to conceive and pregnancy after loss. But these things all obviously take time. And I'm like, I want to do all of this. I also want to be a lot more transparent about the role, quote unquote, influencer. I've always thought that the role influencer has a negative connotation to it. It's like a girl who sits around and like drinks her lattes and shares about her lipstick and I like don't want to be that girl. Like I went to school to be a nurse. I've worked really, really hard in my life. I don't want to be called an influencer who you know, just gets the
1: world handed to her. I, I see what you're saying, but I never had that impression of an influencer.
0: I feel like girls have that impression of other girls. Like For example, I was working at the hospital as a nurse and this is way back when I was pregnant with Henley. And I'll never forget one of my friends there. She didn't mean any harm by it, but she said to me, Oh my god, these YouTubers. Have you ever heard of them? And then she said their name, and I can't remember who they were. She's like, "Oh my god, you won't believe it." Like, they got this mattress and they got like money to share about it, and oh my god, can you and like all they have to do is just like sit on the mattress and show it, and then they get paid so much money for it, and they also got the mattress for free. And I'm like, "Okay, I know it might look like all they have to do is sit on the mattress, but they probably scouted out that in order for Them to feel good about sharing an ad. Like, I hope that they made sure they love that mattress before they even shared it. They made sure they got the best discount deal they could get before they shared it. I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes. Then, also, you know, a lot of times you do have to sit on that mattress, but just a certain way because that brand, you know, they are spending a lot of money for you to share about their brand. That's their baby. They want to make sure that you're representing it well. So, I feel like speaking for myself, like I go through and I research, you know, who I want to work with. For example, Warby Parker. I freaking love Warby Parker. Those stinkers do not want to work with me. I have DM'd them so many times because I've been trying to get a good discount code. I have one like way back from the podcast, but I feel like it's hard to find discount codes via the podcast. So anyways, I've wanted to work with them so many times and they just always say no, no, no. But I love that And brand. that's
1: all you wear is a word I marker. Know,
0: I freaking wear. That's why I want to work with them because the things that I genuinely love and I know if I love it, then I think that you're probably going to love it. I like go out of my way to try to get a deal with them and... And get paid to share more about something that I genuinely love, but also get you a discount for it. And you go through all of that work, but then the brand, they're spending their hard earned money as well on you. You know, it's kind of like a commercial, essentially. It's
1: just the same as them paying actors and actresses to represent their product on TV. It just makes more sense for brands to reach out to people that have uh, far reach.
0: Yeah. So in any case, it's not as easy as it might seem, I think. Uh, However...
1: What you're saying is you have integrity with what you are promoting. These are things that you use, you wear, you stand by, you do the research, you also use these things like in everyday life and yeah you're not just doing things as just someone that is like oh here's a payday no these well, that- are things that you're actually using well anybody who's considered a quote-unquote
0: influencer or a blogger i guarantee you they'll never share anything that they don't actually love because you just develop such a community with the girls who follow you like for me anyways like i've developed such a love like i know i can tell you probably, guys Well, I don't have a whole lot of guys who follow me. And honestly, I don't really want a whole lot of guys. I don't know if
1: I have a lot of guys that follow me. I don't think you have
0: a lot of guys that follow me either. we got a bunch of girlfriends and I love it. I don't know. Girls are my girls. And I've never been one to hang with the dudes. I've just never been, I guess. There are a lot of guys that listen to the podcast though. Is there? Yeah. Well, shout out to you guys who listen to the podcast. I appreciate you, but I'm not like a dude's kind of girl. I'm definitely a girl's girl. That doesn't mean I'm like always girly, girly, but like, and also like, I'm not trying to stereotype girls and boys and whatnot, but I'm all about if you want to be bisexual, asexual, we support LGBTQ.
1: plus non-binary.
0: Yes. We're all about that. But all I'm trying to say is I love my girlfriends and I love my everyone. I just love anybody who's a good human and wants to be a good human and like, I don't know, supports other good humans. I love you. You're my kind of people. Mm -hmm. But needless to say, like to just finish off that thought, anybody who's in the influencer realm will know that like, you don't just share something for a dollar because like I would be so upset. So one time, this was last Christmas, no joke. I was uber pregnant with Hendrix and I got these headphones that I thought were great. I thought they were fabulous. You know, I tried them out ahead of time, sometimes on the flip side of this influencer world. And I'm trying to be a little bit more transparent about it and answer any questions that you guys have about it. Because I feel like a lot of people don't share an awful lot behind the scenes of it, but I want to if like it's helpful at all. So anyways, you know, this brand reached out to me and a lot of times, especially now, oh my God, like 10 to 20 brands will reach out to me and they're just begging for me to give them my address so they can just send me their product so I can try it so that maybe I'll, you know, It on my story or whatever. And first of all, I don't have time to like put 20 different products on my story every single day. So I'm really, really selective. But this one headphone, it was like kind of like an Apple knockoff. But you know, when I got them, like they were really comfortable in my ear. They worked well. They charged well. They held the charge. They were great. But I don't know what the heck. And I usually also, after this, I learned to really research the companies that I'm working with. But anyways, I was like, well, they're a great headphone. They're literally like a tenth of the cost of an Apple you know, iPod or whatever you call it, not iPod, AirPods. AirPods. And nothing against Apple, of course, they're great, but I was like, if you can get it like a better deal, then why not? And if I can get an extra discount for my girlfriend, then why not? And so I went for it and I can't tell you, I had probably 10 people say that their headphones were just not working. It's like something happened and my heart hurt so bad because I was like, oh my God, like, did I not research well enough? Like, did I not wear them long enough before I shared about them? Like, I can't believe, leave all these people who love me and trust me, you know, to share about a product are having trouble with the product that I shared about that they bought. Like that really hurt my heart and ever since then I have this like rule that if I do decide that I want to work with a product that I'm not as familiar with like Gerber and Fisher Price, you know, I obviously use all the time for both babies like I think they already have a trust, you know, everybody trusts them anyways. But like this new brand that was like seemed to be such a great deal even to me and I was like kind of sold into it and then I was sold into it enough to like share it with my my following like you know that is so slimy and so not cool and I hate that so much. So I don't know ever since then I've researched their Instagram page, I research like where their company is based out of, I check their Amazon reviews, like if they have anything on Amazon or I just check their reviews online in general because I'm a really big, I think reviews are like really where it's at. So anyways, needless to say, I obviously really, really dig into any product that I share about. And that takes an awful lot of time. So what I was trying to get at literally about 10 minutes ago, long story short, well, after I opened the curtain to the influencer realm that I feel like a lot of people aren't quite familiar with, but they're curious about, and no one's really sharing behind the scenes. So I was like, well, let me just share. Real fast. But what I was trying to get at is that for my mental health, I was told by my therapist that I should really be batch working, that I should try to make my own life easier by not trying to record like a fresh episode every single week on top of that, like, you know, fresh Instagram content on top of that, fresh YouTube content. And she's like, if you're going to try to do all this, you're basically. You know, gonna just dig yourself a hole in the ground because you know you're a mom, and on top of that, you're trying to have ten different businesses essentially, and you're trying to make everybody happy within all of these businesses. So she was like, there are solutions to every problem. And basically the solution is to batch work. So this is something that we're, uh, as you probably know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, we're a real new app because we usually, you know, we like to share each week really so that it's like really super present and in, in the now, but anyways, we're batch working and this is the second episode that we've recorded today. My niece is out watching the kiddos and we just ordered dinner, it's about six o'clock p.m. and we ordered Chinese. Doug got sesame chicken, he likes sesame chicken. I guess so. <laughs> well, you said you got what do you mean you guess so? Why, I didn't you know
1: what? we were going to give our order. It's well,
0: funny. I mean, I feel like this title should be labeled. Unveiling
1: the
0: no 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 unveiling the curtain right like opening the curtain into like the random things of our life like for example what we ordered for dinner
1: do you know what unveiling the curtain or lifting the curtain do you know where that phrase comes from from theater no I think it's from the Wizard of Oz
0: oh really yeah I thought it was like when the show like live theater you know like Broadway when the curtains open the show goes there you see the show
1: no I think it's from the Wizard of Oz because at the end when they meet the Almighty. They realize that it's just a guy speaking into a loudspeaker behind the curtain. In um, I did pharmaceutical sales for a while. One of the very first trainings that I went to, there was this book, The Oz Theory, where it showed how relatable The Wizard of Oz is to life and sales. And it really put everything in perspective. It was really, really a good read. Like, where does the middle finger come from? You know, where does the high five come from? Where do those come from? So the middle finger was going back in the day where it was one army versus another, and uh, one of the armies, I think, the way that they would torture them is the archers. They would cut off their middle finger, and so as a way to taunt them, they would give them the middle finger.
0: Oh, interesting! Yeah, I didn't so know it was that. Like
1: something with archers and. Battling both sides and they gave the middle fingers away to mock them.
0: What about the high five?
1: I don't know that one yet, but I'm interested in it. So if, if anyone knows,
0: knows, if anybody knows where the high five came from, will you give us one of those audio memos so we can share it with everybody on the podcast yeah, next that would episode? Be amazing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So yeah, without taking up too much of your time, I wanted to give a shout out to the five-star review because we
1: love you. And this one comes from Steph CS, who says, hard to wait until the next episode. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but with this one, I can hardly wait until the next one is posted. I love how much they talk about their lives and how open they are. It's so much fun to listen to them, their guests, and Doug's parents. I'd love when my parents are on too. Thank you for this fun and real moment I get to spend on my walks in the morning. It is really a treat when a new one airs. Aw.
0: Yeah, we uh, try to have a new one. I don't think we've really missed a whole lot of weeks. We've been going strong recording these episodes every single week. And the cool thing about that to me is that we can go back and listen to like our own life and our own journey one day. Like my grandma had Alzheimer's and actually now that I know who my dad is, my other grandma on my dad's side also had Alzheimer's. My grandma
1: does too. Are
0: you serious? Our poor poor kids. I hate that that's like in their genes. But Diabetes. But the weird thing is, is that, I knew that my grandma had Alzheimer's. My mom would explain like why she would put like coffee in the oven. And I was always really scared that like I'll lose my memory. I don't know why. I've always had this fear. So I've always wanted to like take lots of pictures. I don't have an awful lot of pictures yeah, from my life. That's when I was a kid. genuine fear. Yeah. Like I've always been scared to like just forget about my life. And so I've tried literally documenting every moment. But what I've come to realize, now I've been trying to document every moment of my life since I. Honestly, since I had the ability to buy a video camera, and that was when I had custody of my sister, and I remember she had a Power Puff football game, whatever that is—I don't even know—Powder Puff, maybe it was yeah. called. I don't remember, but like, I really tried to encourage her to do all the things that like I couldn't do when I was a senior because you know I didn't have any support really. Like, my mom was just like really kind of you know doing her own thing in life, and so for my sister, I was like, go ahead. If you want to be in the powder puff game, go for it. If you want to go to the homecoming dance or whatever that thing is called, yes, go for it. Like all the things I was like, do it, do it, do it. And it was so fun to kind of live vicariously through her. And I did film all of it. I wonder if I, I would love to find that that footage. But needless to say, I've always loved recording because I'm just terrified that I'm going to, you know, forget my life one day. So anyways, I'm happy that you're enjoying our conversations and our vulnerability, I guess, on your walks and we're keeping it company. It's so nice to, to wow. have you. All right. So we're super excited to get to know you more and to answer your questions. And this week's audio recording comes from Toronto,
1: Canada, and it was Megan. Yes. Hi, Megan. Hey, Meg. So let's hear her question. I hope you don't mind me calling you Meg. Hi, Doug and Jamie. This is
0: Megan from Toronto, Canada. I was wondering what other reality shows Doug tried out to be on. He just mentioned it in the podcast recording that he did with his brother. And I'm super
1: curious. Thanks. Megan, I am so happy to hear that you liked the episode with my brother. And yes, I did mention that I tried out for a couple of reality shows. They weren't like Bachelor or I wasn't cool enough to even get close to Bachelor. Oh or stop. Bachelor in Paradise type. Oh stop. Um but as far as the reality shows there was Wipeout, there was this hero show that The Rock was hosting. I filled in and when I say tried out, I went on a couple casting calls and then you fill out a questionnaire. Most of the sites you can Just look up any of the shows and they'll give you a questionnaire to follow. And then you have to submit a video. Uh, I would love to find the video that I made for this hero show because you had to go around and it was all about being a hero. So, you had to... It was like physical activities and then just... I don't know if many people know this, but I was a beach lifeguard for, I don't know, 15 or 16 years at Manusquan Beach. And through all of that and CPR training, I was in a workplace And there was a worker that had a heart attack and passed out on the floor in the office. And I was able to give him CPR until the medics arrived. And they actually had to shock him with the defibrillator a couple of times, but he survived. And I was mentioning the story to our CPR instructor. And they have this hero award that they give out. And it's four stories like this. And so the governor of New Jersey, I was presented with a hero award. And I thought I would be a perfect fit for this show because I have a hero award. Like it just solidified me as a hero. Um, And I might've screwed this up because the whole video started off and I went around town and like I went into the supermarket and I asked one of the baggage kids, I was like, what do you think of local hero, Doug Hayner?" And the kid looked at me and he goes, who's Doug (laughs) Hayner?" (laughs) And I did that in three different spots. Like I went to a gas station and I was like, what do you guys think of local hero, Doug Hainer? And they go, huh? So I I cut those (laughs) in the beginning (laughs) of the video. It was Doug Hainer. I put those in the beginning of the video, but then I went into some of the accolades that I had and everything else. But so it was just shows like that. And there was one other dating one that I got called back for, but it was just so this one casting agency can shoot B-roll for, who's Oprah's friend? Gail,
0: Gail King. Gail is no, it Gail King? not King. Is it Gail King? Gail, it's Gail. I think
1: it's Gail King. I don't know, but Oprah's friend. So she had a show. She was spotlighting. There's these twins that have a talent agency, and I went on camera for them. They were shooting B roll for their spot on the Gail King show. So I didn't get called back in for the show. I called back in so I could be part of their real. Which was funny. And I still stay in touch with them on Facebook, which is kind of funny and kind of cool. But yeah, those were the only shows that I had tried out for. Obviously, Jamie was part of The Bachelor. Did you actively go after The Bachelor or did somebody like recommend you?
0: So, what happened for The Bachelor for me was that I wanted so badly to be a good singer. And like that was all I ever cared about. And I had wished that I had been able to like take you know, voice lessons and instrument lessons when I was younger. But obviously we didn't have the money or anything. But I would literally put on Britney Spears, like, oops, I did it again. I would do that. And then I would like choreograph my own dances to it. And I like wanted to be on a stage and be a dancer and a singer. And Doug just laughed at me. <laughs>
1: like I chuckled.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoyed that and I really wanted to do that. And I felt like
1: if you have fun with it, it doesn't matter how good you are. It really doesn't. Right. Just have, I'm just saying just have fun like say you know for some people that may not want to pursue their dreams or just never get to that point or just never take a chance like just do it just yeah do it and just just dance like nobody's watching you know like just yeah. if you want to be a singer then sing if you're not good if you're never going to make it but it makes you happy, just do it because your mind will be better than trying to sit back and and just not. And just wonder what if. Well, not even that, or just like, just hold back on just having fun and being silly.
0: Yeah. 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 So I was actually not just trying to have fun and be silly. Like I was trying to be a good singer. So I went to Berkeley school of music in Boston. This was like, you know, I had saved up enough money in my bank account for either a new car or a summer intensive at this super, you know, notable school. I mean, John Mayer went to this school. A lot of like, you know, successful singers went to the school and like only the most, I don't know, talented kids can go, but their summer programs open to anyone who will pay basically, obviously. And so it was about the same price as like a new car for me. I think, I think I paid like, I don't know, $10,000 to go to this. I know it's a lot of money. Maybe I didn't Paid that much, but I think I did. And like, I was a nurse and I had just gotten kind of like, I don't know, like freedom in the sense of like my sisters were both graduated from high school. Well, one graduated and the other got her GED. And I'm equally as proud as both because I think that you know it took a lot for both of them to just fulfill that yeah but anyways you know get your education when however it works best for you needless to say they had both graduated they didn't need me for the day in and day out so they were still living at our home but they, they were old enough to have their own car and they did and they could drive themselves my sister amy lim i think was 19 School at the time yeah so it's not like you know they were okay so and they just stayed at my house rent-free you know just like they always did which was obviously completely fine and the, i went off to this like singing intensive thing in boston and i instead of staying at the college because it cost so much more money i went to like i'm not even kidding like craigslist or something and i got a roommate which now i'm like well that was kind of questionable (laughs) but okay well it was significantly cheaper i'll tell you that and so and i met with her ahead of time or no it was maybe it was facebook how we did it but we definitely we both researched each other to make sure that neither one of us are going to be like serial killers or something. And that's good. The roommate was watching Ali Fedotowski's season of the bachelorette and I had never seen any of it. like I had never had time to like watch a tv show anyways and so one of my friends came up to visit me and she was like oh like uh my roommate was explaining to me like what this girl does that, you know that she like goes and she dates these guys and then she picks which one she wants at the end and I was like wow that sounds awesome and my friend was like Jamie you should sign up for it I was like oh I will and so then I signed up for it literally right then and there I went into my bedroom I pulled out my laptop I signed up for it and I was like I'm going to be the bachelorette. Like this is going to be awesome. Like I get to pick, you know, from a bunch of guys. That's and this crazy. Is awesome. And then come to find out actually you don't get to be the bachelorette. You have to be a bachelorette among 26 others who are vying for one dude in the same house and then
1: you have to not get the dude but be memorable enough where people will want you to be the bachelorette the next time around that's
0: exactly it and i was not i was neither of those things i wasn't you know his crush that's
1: for sure and you were the awkward one which i love
0: yeah i was definitely the awkward one so anyways that's how i ended up on The Bachelor. And that's a
1: really long
0: story as usual.
1: Real quick, let's give a shout out to one of our very familiar sponsors. And you know, sometimes it'll rain on your birthday. Sometimes you spill coffee everywhere and can't get a new one or sometimes gas prices go up. Well, all of that obviously stinks. But you know what doesn't stink is a company that truly cares what products you put in and on your body. And yes, I'm talking about native deodorant. So if you've been listening for a while, you know how much Jamie loves, loves, loves native deodorant. And because we've been talking about it for so long, it's been a very common product in all of our houses, Florida, New Jersey. Native is all about stopping the stink, but in a very good way. And that's really Native's different. So by now, you know about their legendary aluminum-free deodorant, just because it's natural ingredients does not mean that it doesn't work. And I'm here to tell you that Jamie smells phenomenal. And she swears by native deodorant and has been for a while, which is why I'm super excited that they have a brand new body wash, toothpaste, and also a brand new mineral-based sunscreen to offer. Now, I mean, I cannot tell you how important sunscreen is for us and our family because of how often we use it on both of our kids, especially because Hendrix is a redhead and is very pale. But anyway, the... Sunscreen is broad spectrum, SPF 30, and you can use it on your face and body. It's super lightweight, absorbs quickly. You could even choose between unscented or coconut and pineapple. And seriously, the coconut and pineapple smells absolutely amazing. But if you're not into scents, they do have the unscented. And you can also get their deodorant and body wash and amazing scents like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, and so much more. So stay fresh and clean with Native by going to nativedo.com backslash H-M-C-P or just use our promo code H-M-C-P at checkout and get 20% off your very first order. That's nativedo.com slash H-M-C-P or use the promo code H-M-C-P at checkout and you get 20% off your first order. N-A-T-I-V-E-D-O-D-E-O.com backslash H-M-C-P or just use the promo code HMCP at checkout and you get 20% off your first order.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: All right. Where were we? So wait, what happened with the singing though for Berkeley the summer? Is that when you stop? Well, they actually grade you as well. Oh, they do?
0: Yeah. And I didn't. I was trying so hard. I really was. And I was so embarrassed too, because I made friends there and, and all these kids, first of all. Were they all
1: good? Oh, yeah. most of them. They yeah. were
0: all really good. Yeah. And they all went there on their parents' money, basically. Right. Like no one else was paying to go to this. And except from this one girl in Spain, like from Spain, actually.
1: Well, did they give you actual instruction or was it kind of like a tryout to get into the school? Honestly, I feel like it was like camp for teenagers.
0: Like I kid you not. It was a bunch of like teens. And I was.
1: Did you hook up with anybody? No.
0: There? Oh, my God. there are like a bunch of kids. Like, seriously, like there's a bunch of kids. How old are you? I was, like, probably 20, maybe.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I don't these know. are, like, this could be any age, almost? Yeah, really. Gotcha. I
0: think, like, up to maybe 25 or something, or 22. I have no idea, but I was definitely on the old end, for sure. Like, gotcha. these kids were, like, 15 to, like, 18, and then I was, like, 20 or
1: something. You were, like, the old
0: person was- on American Idol. Yes, I was the old person in a group of like teenagers.
1: So through this, and I'm just curious, because through the school and everything, they give you a grade. And what's the grade?
0: So I got like B's, which I thought were like F's back then. I'm such a perfectionist in everything that I do. And I would have wanted straight A's. And honestly, the B's were the best thing that happened to me because I tried my best. And I mean, I was like, really? You gave it a go. I gave it a solid go. You know what? I blame Lonnie. Oh yeah, this is my ex boyfriend. Actually, I blame
1: Lonnie, your ex boyfriend.
0: Why? This has happened before. I even knew Lonnie, by the way. Oh really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was.
1: Oh, okay. So I thought this was all going on like with Lonnie. No, 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 no. This was because I would think that Lonnie would be able to tell you.
0: No, as a matter of fact, so Lonnie is my ex boyfriend, and that's like the first guy I ever. Honestly, he was so monumental, and the probably the reason instrumental, instrumental. Is that the right yep. word? What's monumental? Monumental is like just a some monument, and yeah. Okay, well, he was so instrumental then. <laughs> I better get my, my phrases straight That's here, okay. but no, he was really important in my life because up until him, I always had this like need to fight and to have like a resolution and in a relationship. Like I thought that was normal.
1: And like, that's what you were used to.
0: Yeah. And he was the first person that I ever dated that said, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to argue with you. Like, and I would like scream and yell and puff and puff. Cause that's what I grew up with. And I just thought, I don't know. I just thought that was normal. Like that was what you're supposed to do. And then you're supposed to kiss and make up and live life constantly stressed like that. And he was the first person that wouldn't like feed into me, you know, trying to like fight and make up all the time.
1: He's a really good dude.
0: Yeah. And I was like, Wow! Like I didn't realize that you could have a relationship without, like, without fighting like that, and you could just talk things through like peacefully, you know. And I feel like if I had never met him and had never learned that, maybe Doug, maybe you wouldn't be into me. Like, maybe you would have wanted
1: to leave me because I was a freaking. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to stay for that long. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because I've you know like and, and I I had a girlfriend like that in college that was just so out of whack emotionally and just it was just like either yelling or just super in love and it was just like there was just so hot and cold Mm -hmm. yeah and I was not trapped but I stayed for a little bit longer than I probably should have because I did love her
0: what was her name Mazel
1: Mazel. Yeah.
0: well yeah I'm so I'm thankful
1: to him that I like learned that because the reason why I brought it up was because Her ex-boyfriend, Lonnie, is a musician, a professional musician. That's how he makes a living. Yeah. And if anybody had followed us since the beginning of Married at First Sight, there was a clip showing Jamie in a recording studio with Lonnie and her friend Chris Myers as they put together our wedding song.
0: Yeah. Which my mom, my sister, and I were talking about just the other day. Really? Yeah. And my sister, Amy Lynn, was like, that was so weird. Like, why is your ex-boyfriend... And you're like my best friend, Chris Myers, you know, unfortunately he's passed and I love him so much. Like I'll forever love him and talk about him and just like remember him. He was the most magnificent singer you'll ever meet. But she was like, but why is like Chris Lonnie, your ex-boyfriend and you writing your wedding song for your future husband? Like it's just a little weird. And I'm like, you know, honestly, Lonnie and I were friends and We, like, and he was, like, my best friend at the time. Like, you know, like, last episode, how you were saying you felt like you didn't have a person kind of thing? I've always always, always, always felt like that. And, and he was the first person that I felt like was my person. Like when I got back from the bachelor, actually, we like flirted and kind of dated, but not really seriously dated because I, that's about the same exact time that I signed up for the bachelor and I was actually hearing back from them. And so I was like, I'm not going to get in a relationship because I want to go on the bachelor, but I was always intrigued by him. Obviously I was attracted to musicians because I wanted to be a musician. And also I remember saying to my friend, this guy's even written a book. And she's like, he's 45. He should have written a book, but I mean, he should have some accolades. I mean, he's like 20 years older than you. And I was like, oh yeah, but like, I think that's really cool. Like he seems like, so I'm like, he's in a band and he even travels. And she's like, Jamie, like, (laughs) I feel like, you know, this band is not like something prominent, but... You know, actually, truth be told, though, Lonnie is a Grammy nominee and whatnot. So I'm not trying to, like, minimize, you know, his small town success. But any case, it was definitely just awkward that we wrote a song together for my wedding. And,
1: you know. Well, I mean, you guys were kind of broken up at that point.
0: Oh, we are definitely broken up. And he was with his now wife yeah. at the time. We were not together. I lived in Manhattan. He lived in upstate New York.
1: And it just wasn't going to work out. It was
0: never going to work out. But, like, my heart like felt safe with him. And I had never felt safe with another man my whole entire life. Like I had never, and obviously like not my stepdad, not my first like serious boyfriend, like right out of high school. He never physically abused me, but he was so emotionally and mentally abusive. Like for example, I was taking a class and I was sitting next to a guy, you know, in my class and it doesn't really matter, but there was like windows and he shows up at my college you know, to check on me, I guess. And he could see through the windows I was sitting next to a boy in my computer class and he didn't like it. So he texted me and said, you know, you need to move your seat. And he's staring at me through the window and I could, like the teacher's there, everybody's there. And and all I could think is that, everyone can see this guy. They know that he's my boyfriend and this is like so embarrassing. And he was just staring at me and texting me and like my phone's going off and I'm trying to pay attention to the teacher and he was just crazy. And so I literally text his brother-in-law, the only person I could think of, to be like, can you please take him away? Yeah, I had broken up with him and it wasn't over for him. And... I mean, and then he also broke into my house and I woke up to him spooning me in bed. And and then I changed the locks and he broke into my house again. This is a trailer, so it's super easy to break into. So that was my first real relationship. That was the guy I lost my virginity to and the guy that I got pregnant by and ended up having an abortion, which I want to say I have no regrets, but I don't know if anybody who's ever had an abortion can be like, yep, I had an abortion and I have no regrets. I do have like a piece of my heart, it feels like, I don't know. It's just a terrible situation. It's hard to talk about. But I do think about the fact that I would have. It's if a I, hard decision for anyone yeah, to make at any time. But like, I wouldn't want this is a hard topic to talk about, but I had custody of my siblings at the time. This guy was like literally breaking into my home to be with me. Like well, it that just,
1: was also the cycle that you could have fallen into. Exactly.
0: Too. That's, that's exactly you know, it. I you would,
1: get pregnant and you drop out of school and.
0: And live on welfare and live with a guy who I stayed with
1: him in the beginning, even though I
0: saw these signs of like jealousy and like rage and controllingness. But I stayed with him because I was like, well, he doesn't punch me and he doesn't choke me. So. Like I felt like he must be a really good guy and he must really care about me. And then my next boyfriend after him, honestly, I feel like I, I mean, he wasn't necessarily great to me, but I feel like I wasn't necessarily great to him either. You know, that was just like not a good relationship. It was not healthy. And then Lonnie came and it was just like, he had boundaries and he stood by them. And it showed me that, oh my God, there's such a thing as like a healthy relationship.
1: Great, yeah. Which is rare.
0: Yeah, it really is. And so I had like high standards Sense that relationship. And so I'm in Manhattan and I'm dating a bunch of dudes who are just like,
1: so can't compare. You weren't ready. I don't think to accept anybody else that wasn't a spitting image of that man.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And so that, but like, I knew it was never going to work out with him. And so then with you, you know, we were forced to be together, but like, we both want, I wanted marriage and I wanted to move on. But I do think that like, I was saying to my sister, I'm like, I think I may have been in love with Lonnie still.
1: Yeah, I mean, you were. I don't think I was in love. like. I mean, just- I definitely cared about him. Yeah, like, and I had like not in love with him like where like you were at the point of going home and leaving. You know, like leaving everything. I just think you loved like he was larger than life uh, for you. Um, he you was know, and such a, a an important figure in your mental health, emotional, and and just he he's just a very important person for you. You'll always love him. I mean, I I will, but not not really. I mean, not. Not like that. Yeah. Like Like it was just,
0: you know, I didn't have a safe person. I had no one to ever turn to. And he was someone who was always there for me. We were friends. Like we always wanted to be friends, but Turns out that it didn't didn't end up working out because like, I don't know, because there was so much love there. Well, I mean that too, but there was just too much love, I feel like. And there was never like a bitter breakup. It was just like, was not going to work out because we were, he was old and you know, and I don't know, like not for none, but like when they say daddy issues, maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't know. But like, needless to say, he was a great guy. He's cool. I don't, I wouldn't say that I even love him now. I don't even know him at all anymore. But like, I think he's a great guy and I wish the best for him and his wife. And, you know, and I'm really, really thankful that he had come into my life and that I had dated him because he gave me like a new way to be able to be in a relationship. And I genuinely don't know if you and I would be married if I was the person before him. You know what I mean? Like just constant like whirlwind of emotion. I didn't have any stability because I just thought that that was like, I like craved what was normal to me. And what was normal to me was instability and going back to like where we are now. And my therapist telling me that she thinks I like run away at everything. And I like, in a sense create this instability. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it comes down to like me not being able to just sit down and be quiet and be still Cause it's uncomfortable to me. Like I'm not used to that.
1: I'm used to like picking up and moving and. Even like structures. And that's why it's hard, I think for even the both of us to get structure. Yeah. in place Because we're not used to it. Yeah. Kind of. But. Definitely.
0: Well, this well, been, was a tangent. Yeah, that was, this was quite the episode. Very, very <laughs> revealing. That's for sure. Weren't necessarily expecting to go there, but I enjoyed it. I think it's like therapy to just be super transparent. It was nice to learn about my, Ma- what was her name? Mazel. Ma- her name was Mazel?
1: Her real name was is Mazel. Isn't Mazel tough? Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Yeah. Her real name was Mazel. Oh, what does that mean? I-, I think it was just her name. Gotcha. It might be hello or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Did her parents approve of you because you're not Jewish?
1: I never really met them fully. I was a sophomore in college. She was a senior. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was dating up. But she was-
0: I was dating yeah, up.
1: She was very, very controlling. Very Oh, controlling. really? Like, just super jealous. Yeah. You know, and I'm like the complete opposite of jealous. Yeah. And she was nuts, but like, I liked it. <laughs> well, that explains you and you know, I. Like, but like, <laughs> but she was nuts and, and like, it just got to the point of being exhausting. You know, like, yeah. it was just exhausting. And so, that was that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, I'm glad I'm just the amount of nuts that you like. Yeah, you're the perfect
1: amount of crazy.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank <laughs> you. Well, I guess we should probably talk about the elephant in the room that like everybody in the world knows about now because Couples Cam aired and, you know, we've always been talking about it on the podcast, but I never really shared about it on Instagram or on Married at First Sight Couples Cam. And then it just kind of stumbled out and, you know, it hasn't... <laughs> Hasn't been easy to talk about because it's been, it's been really, really hard for me uh, to be very, very honest. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm like so embarrassed just of it all. I'm embarrassed of even being embarrassed of feeling the way that I do, but I'll just play a few seconds of my story so that you can just kind of hear exactly what's been going on. Like, I guess, like, as I was saying it, like on my Instagram story, um, You know, and if you haven't been caught up to speed and then when it's done playing, I'll chat about it and just kind of give you an update about my recent major struggle that's really caused me to need a break from literally everything. Like, I feel like my head is going to explode and sometimes I have like crazy thoughts of like just wanting to like disappear for a little while and then come back after i've had a second to like breathe but anyways let me play this for you like i just have reached a breaking point i have reached like a point where my therapist literally said to me, if you keep going, you're going to put yourself in the ground. And I'm like, but I don't know what to do. Like, I'm trying so hard to, I don't know, be my old self again. Like I, am just like not my, the same that I used to be. And like, I don't know how to get there. And so one thing, you know, she recommended was like to minimize distractions and to just spend more time in the present. And so I'm going to take a social media break and I highly recommend, you know, anybody to do that. I try to put on a happy face a lot. I think maybe a lot of people do that because who wants to be like sad and no one wants to be around someone who's sad. Um, but like, and I'm not sad. I don't know what I am. I guess I am sad. (sighs) Anyways, I just um, want to let you know that I'll be back. Sorry. I feel like such a... I'll be back. I literally disappeared for for a few days. And honestly, I have zero regrets. And I'm really thankful that, you know, I really believe that when you hit rock bottom, and I've got to tell you, I don't know if I've ever been at more of a rock bottom. I mean, I have gone with no heat, no electricity, no food, and i'm telling you i was happier then than i am now which sounds absolutely ludicrous but money does not buy happiness uh you know security does not buy happiness i think i'm actually like what does buy happiness like what will make me happy i mean other than i mean i love my kids and my family so much and like that brings me happiness but it's almost like the further i get away from the way i grew up the more odd like living feels you know and I can't, I don't know. I just can't explain it. Like, I really want to go back to my roots almost and just, I mean, life was so much more simple then. Like I knew who needed me and what they wanted from me and I knew how to like perform that. And now it's like, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm never enough for anybody, like let alone like just like my family. And sometimes I think that if you have less people who have access to you, I guess, then there's less people to try to please and make happy. And so then it's just like a little bit easier for yourself. And like, obviously, I don't even know if any of this makes sense, but also like, you know, I live in this big old home now and we, you know, we have two cars and then a car in Florida. And it's like, I've accumulated all this materialistic stuff that does not feed my soul. Like it doesn't make me happy. And I've never been materialistic. I've never thought that like, items will make me happy you know it's not like I had this desire to go and gain all these things like that was never ever my goal like honestly I don't even know how I acquired all these things and it's almost like I just want to get rid of it all because less is more and so many areas of life and like I just want to get rid of it all and live in a freaking tent with my kids and have my phone thrown in the lake and like just focus on my family and just like going back to the basics and just I don't know like just like that sounds so freeing to me but my therapist has literally said what are you running away from like what do you keep on running away from so you know you get a home in Jersey and then you want a home in Florida and then you like leave Florida to go back to Jersey and now you want to like get rid of it all and just she's like what are you running away from and I'm like I just don't even know. I don't even know but it it feels like it will be freeing if I could just get rid of all the things that I've accumulated that have like literally just like fogged my brain and taken up space and like kept me preoccupied from what's really important in my life, which all I've ever really wanted to be is a mom and a really good mom. And like, I, 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 I'm scared that like, I feel like I'm going to get emotional here, but like, uh, I'm just scared that I'm not going to be a good mom and I'm not being a good mom right now because I'm so preoccupied by all the clutter in my life and all the other people who need things for me and want things for me and all the jobs that I have. And, uh, that's like the biggest fear for me is that my kids don't have like the best mom that they can have. And so I want to eliminate all the distractions and just focus on them and be present with them as much as I possibly can because the past year I haven't been and yeah it's so crazy to share every bit of yourself with so many people and then have some people come back and say you know I don't know that I'm just being dramatic or that I'm seeking attention or that I'm so annoying and I'm like Should I just go hide under a rock then? Is it helpful for me to even share? I don't even know. Like, what can I do? And ultimately, I'm learning really fast that, like, I have to just pay attention to my kids and my immediate family because, Like at the end of the day, they matter most. They really do. And like, obviously my girlfriends on Instagram means so much to me. And like, it's always kept me going when I get messages saying that me being honest and raw and vulnerable about how I really feel has helped others. And so that's why I always share all that I share is like when these individual ladies, my girlfriends on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, reach out and say, Hey, you know, thank you for sharing that because now I don't feel alone and I feel like I'm in it too. Like that, that like makes me feel less alone and it, it gives me reason to keep sharing. But uh, I figured I would just share exactly what's going on. Cause I've always been about just being super transparent and honest and real and raw and you know, I'm not going to ever pretend that we're some sort of way on television just because we're on TV other than like what we are right now. And I'm not going to pretend we're some sort of way on Instagram or anywhere's really on a podcast like nowhere's am I ever going to just pretend that we're, you know, a perfect little family with, you know, all the perfect things with like family dinners every night and Going to church on Sunday and singing Kumbaya together, like that's not us. And like, God, it would be amazing if we can get there one day, but right now we're not there and I'm not going to pretend and fake that we are. So, you know, people can think that we're perfect because we're not. And honestly, I hope no one ever aspires to be perfect because no one is perfect. But anyways, I just thought I would be honest about this in hopes that it will be helpful to you. Honestly, it's tough, you know. It is nice to know that, well, hey, at least we're not going through this alone. Like, there are so many other people who are going through this, too. And honestly, if I wasn't so down in the dumps, I feel like I would be more optimistic about this all. But I guess that's a thing that happens when you record every single week and you show up on Instagram every single day and you record you know, couples cam, basically we've been filming for something for Married at First Sight our whole entire marriage. And so inevitably these things will come out anyways. You can't hide and pretend you're perfect for so long. And we've never hid and pretended we we're perfect. But um, I guess like just th- some comments of people saying that like I'm seeking attention for sharing these things. And I'm like, oh, God, like, ugh, like, I don't know why that hurts my heart and
1: it really affects me. But well, why would you be seeking that attention? I don't know. You know when you think about it, I mean. I'm so sheltered and I have trouble being vulnerable and and everything else. And, you know, the podcast and and everything else is kind of what helps open up the conversation. And, you know, otherwise I would tend to bottle things, which is never good.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for,
1: you know, being here. And And I know we say this and we probably sound like a broken record, but it really means the world to us. uh, A lot of you that have been with us since we first met.
0: So yeah, that's basically, you know, I guess what's been happening and it would be, I guess maybe easy to pretend like we're this perfect little family over here. But honestly, that doesn't seem very easy to me at all. That seems even more difficult than being honest because
1: I'd like to see the perfect family.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I'd like to become somewhat closer to that. Like, I don't want to be struggling forever.
1: I don't think we will be,
0: but I guess like, you know, we did have couples therapy today and we had a breakdown and a big argument and, You know, I just I really believe that there's only one way to go when you're at rock bottom and that's up. And so, you know, we can sit around and sit in like misery or we can try to stick together the way that we have and help each other grow and learn from this. And so, you know, our couples therapist recommended us getting another couples therapist up here in New Jersey because she's based in Florida. And
1: like a face to face type.
0: Yeah, and she she also said that we really need to prioritize our marriage because, you know, I prioritize.
1: Which was interesting to hear because when she asked us when the last time we did prioritize our marriage, it took a little bit to think about. Well, I mean, when, I mean, it was before Henley, I
0: feel like, or maybe like right before Hendrix. It was before Henley, we were doing good, kind of. And then right before Hendrix, we were doing good, like really good, I thought. Yeah,
1: I thought so too.
0: And then... Pretty much got pregnant with Hendrix and got really scared, of course, to lose him. And so then we stopped having sex and. I don't really think that's it, but then the pandemic happened, and I just had so many fears with the pandemic, and of course, like, losing him, him catching it, me not being able to, like, breastfeed him or hold him if, like, I caught it, or if I passed it to him, and then, of course, like, how's Henley going to handle another child that's, like, so she's, you know, like, there's just so many things.
1: So many stressors.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the time, I didn't have a therapist, and I think I could have really benefited from having a therapist because... Good golly! Like I lost my marbles, and I am not knowing how to recover. So I still have a therapist now. We have our couples therapist, and I am seeking a
1: therapist.
0: Doug seeking a therapist. I mean goodness, I guess, I mean, I can imagine probably anybody going through a pandemic. So every single one of us have been through it and it's, it's not easy. So, Hey, listen, if you're going through a hard time too, I can't recommend therapy enough. I mean, or medicine, I feel like there's no shame in in medicine. And honestly, I'm on the highest dose of medication. So like, I got to figure something else out because I just don't know. I've got to do something else for myself. But anyways, so that's where we're at. And I figured I'd share about it. To be just super transparent. Thank you so much for another week. And we have some pretty exciting big news coming up soon, I hope. And I don't like know if it's actually happening or not. So I definitely don't want to throw something out there prematurely. Yeah, but I'm hopeful that this big news does happen. And if it does, of course, we'll be sure to let you know ASAP.
1: And keep the reviews coming. You can subscribe to our podcast, High Marriage Cool Parents. And we bid you adieu. We bid you adieu. We will see you next week. I think so. I bid you adieu. All right. Adios. Bye.